Revelation 4, 9 through 11. It says, Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever, casting their crowns before the throne, saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. So we just look at that last part. You created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. That word will means because he wanted to. It means it pleased him. So you created all things because you wanted them to. That's why they exist. And because it pleased you to do it, that's why they were created. You exist because God wants you to exist. Your existence pleases God. But when you deviate from his will and you begin to do whatever you want, then you become more of a burden to God than a pleasure. So when you start to stray so far from his will, then he actually becomes sorry that he even made you. I remember if you think about the story of Noah and in the beginning, like there was all these people and they were just really doing whatever they wanted. The Bible says they did whatever pleased them instead of what pleased God. And so God was grieved and he said to himself, he says, I'm sorry that I even created man. And so he purposed in his heart to actually destroy everyone. But Noah found favor with God because he was pleasing to him. He did what he wanted him to do. And so Noah was spared and Noah found favor with God and Noah's life was blessed because of it. So if we think about, you know, what do you need? You know, what are the tools to please God? The number one tool and really the only tool that you actually need is faith. Hebrews 11 and 6 says without faith, it is impossible to please him. So faith is the foundation of pleasing God. Now there's a lit whole list of things that you can do that would be pleasing to God. But what is the purpose of it? Like, why did you even go and do that? Was it just because you felt like doing it? Because some people are just nice. Like they just do nice things, not necessarily for, you know, just they just do it. That's just who they are. But there's a difference between just being a nice person and being intentional with your kindness and your love because of the faith that you have in God. So you need to be built on faith. Jesus talks about uh, love and we we know that love is important and that love actually does please God, but it it is a, the foundation is faith and then everything else is built on, on top of it. So we talk about like what pleases God. We can talk about love and how Jesus talks about love but really the main thing that pleases God is your obedience. Your obedience is how, is how you please God. God wants you to live according to the path that he ordained for you before the world began. In Jeremiah, he talks about, he tells Jeremiah, he says, before you were even formed in your mother's womb, I ordained you, which means he put purpose in you before anyone even thought of you. If you look through the scriptures, all God really wants is our obedience. And we may think, okay, well, we know that God, God wants our love. He says, you know, talks about love all the time. But if you think about it, what does love look like to God? Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. That's John 14, 15. He says, if you love me, keep my commandments. That's obedience. So what does that look like? If we look in Matthew 25 and 40, 
he talks about the, the the way that you can show your love. Love is a sign of your faith, but it, it it's he he gives us instructions and he shows us these are the things that you can do. But we'll go there so we can take a look at them. It's Matthew twenty five forty. So he talks about the wicked people and what they do, and then he talks about the righteous. This is what he says about the righteous. He says. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. And then the righteous people, they asked him, they were like, Lord, when do we even do these things? He said, verse 40, he says, And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, that as much as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. So that love is obedience. God commands us to love, so us loving is being obedient to God. He expects our obedience. Um, we may think, well, no, God wants us to sacrifice. Like, we're supposed to be like Jesus. Jesus sacrificed everything for us. But if you really look at it, Jesus' purpose, the will of God for his life, was that he should die for us. So that's obedience. The story of Saul, when uh, God commands Saul, he tells him, go destroy this whole country kill all the sheep, kill the cattle, kill the men, the women, the children, kill the king, kill everybody. And then the prophet Samuel comes and, he, and he's like, why do I hear sheep? Why do I hear cattle? Why is the king sitting right here? And Saul's so, so like, well, you know, we were going to sacrifice it. We had all these plans for the sheep and the cattle. We were going to sacrifice them to God. We know that that pleases God. And Samuel said, obedience is better than sacrifice. Nothing pleases God like your obedience. So the last thing, how do you know? Like, how do you know if you're walking in your purpose? How do you know if you're pleasing God? And there's one like obvious tell. When you please God, you will shine. That word shine, it means to be excellent, to be brilliant, to be successful, very good, to be an expert. It means to stand out. So when you use what God put in you where it is needed, you will shine. You'll stand out. People will take notice. It's important that you recognize that God has gifted many people with the same gifts. We like to, obviously, there's many different gifts. There's diversities of gifts, and then there's different ways that you can use them. But there's people that have the same gifts. And if you are in a place where someone is already shining with your gift, with the thing that God put you, put you here to do, then there's no darkness there. There's only light, and you cannot shine in light. You have to go to the darkness. So you have to actually go to darkness, a place that lacks the light, that lacks the light of Christ for you to shine. And you'll see darkness. You'll know where it's at. You'll see darkness in places where you're made to shine. So like, and you won't see it where you're not made to shine there. So like, if you're, if you shine when there's disorder and you come and you create order, if that's what you do, you may not see darkness when you go to church and maybe the musicians are playing a little bit of a little bit out of key or when the media takes a little bit of a bad camera shot you may not see darkness there because that's not where you shine but when you find darkness and you begin to shine then you'll know it because you'll stand out people will take notice your light will bring people to you people are drawn to light solomon puts it like this he says your gift your light it will make room for you and bring you before great men that's proverbs 18 and 16. when you begin to shine you will know it 
and everyone around you will see it. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your love. We thank you that you care so much about us, that you put purpose in us before we were even thought of. I pray that you would open our eyes, allow us to see the purpose that you put in us. Take us to darkness that we might shine for your glory. We just want to be pleasing to you. We want you to be pleased with us. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Remember, you're loved by God. God has amazing plans for your life. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day.